The Burt Show. Can your sexual and physical attraction grow if you don't feel it immediately when you're starting to date somebody? I think this is going to be a gender line thing here. But if you want to get in on this one eight five five Burt Show, I'm asking because one of my dudes out in California has just started to like take a friendship that they had to another level, right? Um, he and she have known each other. I'm not even exactly sure how many months. I think they started out as coworkers and they started hanging out and having beers and stuff like that. They had a lot of common. He was never physically like really attracted to her, but man, they just started like hitting it off and they're watching football games together and he's starting to feel it, right? So one thing leads to another after one of these football games and they go and they take it to the next level. I won't get into that because we have kids that are listening right now and he kind of walks away from it going... Not really what I thought that was going to be. You know what? I'm not really totally and completely feeling that. But she checks all the other boxes. So he is wondering, like, if I just stick this out, can it grow? If I keep doing it. <laughs> if I just keep trying. Will I finally like it? Will I finally like it? <laughs> like, so physically and emotionally. Hey, I ate yogurt long enough that I finally started liking it. They're the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. But... Can it be said, like, because our DNAs and our wiring is different, men and women, that it's a more common story for a woman to say, no, I wasn't really attracted to the dude at first, but he grew on me. He's funny. Uh, and for whatever reason, he just, you know what? I found him more attractive and the physical part of it just wasn't as important. Whereas with guys, it's just kind of the other way around. Well, Abby has brought this to the table before. And we've talked about how men put women in boxes as soon as they meet them. And mm -hmm. you can't get out of the box. I know this guy seems it's like rare. a complete, this guy seems like a complete unicorn with, for the fact that mm -hmm. she has gotten out of the friend box mm -hmm. and into a very different box. <laughs> I, so, I so is he. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> I had to. And that's why I put it out there. I wonder almost if it has less to do with her physical appearance because it sounds like he is attracted to her on some level. The emotional has started to kind of outweigh the actual physical. And I wonder if maybe she's just bad at it. One, one eight five five Bircho. Don't you? Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I feel like I, it's, I it's definitely more rare for men for that to ever happen. But if if that's the only issue is that that part of it, then. I feel like it is possible. Like it can, mm. the chemistry can get better between two people with more practice, I believe. Mm. I mean, the first time I met my now husband, um, I mean, he was cute, but I wasn't like swooning over him. Like I, he, he, it took two weeks after we met for the first time for him to reach out. And he was so witty in his email that mm -mm, I was bored. So I said, yeah, I'll go on a date with you. <laughs> I have absolutely nothing, nothing. else on my yeah. agenda. So, I mean, sure. It's a free dinner at Dudley's, which was like the nicest restaurant in our town. And I'm like, okay. Personality-wise, did he like? Oh, you, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. But as far as like, you know, if you're talking about like, you know, sexual attraction and that physical attraction upon, you know, upon first meeting each other, I mean, it, that if I'm being perfectly honest and I've said it before, it wasn't there mm -hmm. in that initial, initial meetup. But, uh, for what I think for women, it does grow. You know, I can't speak for men because, you know, I don't have those parts, but <laughs> I remember when Abby brought that to the table before, it's like, cause you guys are so visual. Mm -hmm. It's like either it's there or it's not, there's mm -hmm. no growing to it. Yeah, And I also said to him, like, maybe this was just my attitude on it is like the first time that, um, you take it to the next level. The 
the bar for me was always set like really low. It's awkward unless you're nice, nice and buzzed and stuff like that. Um, it's awkward. And the first one is never the one that you're going to go like, it's always going to be like this. Mm-hmm. Right? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, it can get better for sure. Cass? I think for me, the same thing. Every person that I've ever been attracted to, it never started off with an over the head, like, oh my God, you're the hottest person I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Including my husband, who, same like, as Kristen talks about Bart, he was cute. I thought he was attractive, but it wasn't like, oh my God, like in the movies, we must kiss against the wall. That always came later and it was always personality first, but I think it depends on the person. I think some people have that gear where they really need to like get to know you first and kind of like, like you on an emotional level to grow that other part and other people do not. So it really depends what kind of person your friend is. It's really a beautiful part of women, but let me ask Mo. Um, Mo, have you ever been in a relationship with a woman that initially you weren't attracted to physically at all, but it ended up in a nice physical relationship? Honestly, yes. One time. It was only one time, and it was the most healthy relationship I've ever had. Really? It really was. Where's she now? I don't know. The only reason it ended was because it was in college and we both went to two different states and it it just didn't work out. But she was by far the most healthy relationship I ever had because it wasn't based on me being attracted to her like that in the beginning. It just kind of formed (laughs) from a friendship. So we're learning the healthiest relationships are the ones where you're not initially attracted to somebody? Yeah, Yeah. and I never did it again. (laughs) (laughs) What? What in doubt? I don't know what's wrong with me. (laughs) The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. There's a new dating show in town, and no, it's not The Golden Bachelor. It's a new show on Max that's going to let people choose their dates based on their naked bodies. So as soon as they meet, they're naked? Yes. Everybody's naked. So to paint the, the paint the picture for you, it's sort of like it's set up game show style. So they're in a studio and there's maybe seven or eight different boxes. They're like coffin size because they're the people are in there. And so they bring out the bachelor, the bachelorette, and they lift up the cover on those boxes so you can see them. They're like Ken dolls in there, standing there butt naked, and they have to choose based off of what they see to decide who they want to go on a date with. It's uh, it's very primal. Better be real warm in that room. <laughs> yeah, especially you coming out of a coffin naked? That's how the date start. Do they see this different? Do, see, do they see their face too or just their... The naked part of their body. Yes, you see everything. Mm. Too much, some could say. And, it, I mean, it's 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 definitely interesting, um, this new approach. <laughs> I don't really know what they're... Like, are they choosing based off of the lower region, mm-hmm. just kind of the overall physique? I don't know, but I will be binging it on Max because it, uh, it looks interesting. Well, you let us know how it is. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know how many growers and showers there are. I think that I want to watch this one. Okay. You, are? you all in? Yeah, yeah it's kind of, it sounds interesting. I'm on a pass. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure everything's going to be blurred out, though, right? Of course it has yeah, yeah, to be. Yeah. Well, no. I, well, no, because it's HBO Max. Yeah, they can show just about everything. Yeah. So there's a warning on the episode. So before you watch it, it gives you a little heads up. It says, the following series contains full frontal nudity, yeah. coarse language, and graphic discussions about the human body. Yeah. So. And, and Max shows, I'm proud to say, seeing a lot more pain these days. I know, right? And I am, I am, I am, there, I'm glad about that. There has really been a pivot. There has been. There's been a huge pivot with the ping. I think it was Game of Thrones, I think, is where this 
junk renaissance has come from. No. <laughs> it's actually picked up because women for so long, it's just like, yeah, our nudity has just, it's it's just a lot of boobs. A lot of boobs. And even like lower area, whatever. Um, but I, if you're not watching The Righteous Gemstones on Max, you are so missing out. This oh is my the God, who's naked on that show? Funniest friggin' show. What is it? Um, so it's about like TV evangelist and Danny McBride's one of the characters. Oh, this is been out a while. It has been out a yeah. very long while. Th- there's three seasons now, and I just got done binging the third season. It's freaking hilarious, but there is a scene in the last season where a guy isn't wearing any clothes, and he's <laughs> fighting, and that thing's just whipping around left and right, oh. and I was cackling, and I'm like, equality! <laughs> we may not have equal pay, but we have equal pain. Well, did y'all see that show Sex Life that was on Netflix? And there was that mm. one scene where they ha- where they put the prosthetic peen on yes. him, but everyone thought it was real, yeah. and it was like the size of a forearm. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. They, that, that, that was intimidating, happened. right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this one was real. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you sound disappointed. No, I mean it's alright. Yeah, it was, okay, it was normal, but it was funny. Okay, how long have Taylor? That's the last thing a guy went his oh. thing referred to as. I? Normal. Oh, that, no, that's funny. Uh, oh, but it was the- <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Okay, so maybe you don't want to choose your partner based off of their naked appearance, but you might want to check their genealogy. And Olivia Rodrigo had to learn that from a young little kiddo on a show called Recess Therapy, where a young, a young lad gave her some tips on what to look for when finding a future mate. And the only person you can't marry is your cousins. <laughs> You're yes, so sir. right. You never miss. What happens if you marry someone that's your cousin? If they, something bad happens to your body. <laughs> It's wisdom. It's definitely uh, one thing to look for, especially uh, in this dating pool, that you got to keep the bar low. As long as you don't share DNA with them, I'll, I'll, I'll head out with them. Have a good time. Okay, this goes down in history. It's probably my favorite uh, celeb business name of all time. Alicia Keys just filed a trademark for something called Alicia Tease. So you can now have a good morning with the help of Alicia and her upcoming uh, tea <laughs> Alicia Tees. It's clever. You got to give it to her. Okay, a drug lord just dropped his first single from prison. More on that on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Was it weird or not? I mean, she was just celebrating with her son after her son won a football game. (laughs) And the internet came down on mom hard. Oh my gosh, this was the weirdest thing. I saw this photo on my Instagram of a woman basically straddling her son on the football field. So it looks like it was a Friday night football game. It's just ended. All the players are on the field and the parents are joining them. And this mom is videoed jumping up on her son and wrapping her legs around his waist. And of course, this is going viral because people are like, what are you doing? This is your child. And her hands are around kind of his neck there mm-hmm. for a second also. Yeah. Well, from behind, I'm like, oh, this is his girlfriend. And then she pops off and I'm like, oh, that's his literal mother. Mm-hmm. And he, both the son and the mom are coming out and trying to explain why that this is not like a weird thing for them to do. And honestly, I think it just ended up confusing more people than really anything because all the interviews that they did where they were explaining why this moment of emotional intimacy was was quote unquote normal um, is because I, I think he he lost his father and they've been going through a lot and they're super close and so that's why this embrace um, should be normal. I did guess you see it? I did. 
did. Um, and while it's, I can't imagine myself hugging Jimmy like that. It, it didn't creep me out, I think, as much as others. I think there's a spectrum of creep, creepiness oh. and where you're going to fall on it. Here comes Cassie. There's a spectrum of creepiness. I actually, because I think my expectations were not met. I read the headline and I'm like, oh, this has got to be just, you know, it's got to be grotesque. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, well. And he seemed very unbothered by it. She seemed very unbothered by it. And then knowing the story um, and just having caught the tail end, because you don't see the entire hug. You only see the end of the hug. Um, yeah, it's a little weird. She didn't wrap her legs around him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, she did. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. I guess she did. Like the legs are full on wrapped oh, around him. Full on. Uh-huh. You full bet, on. You no, I watched it. I mean, the, you gotta watch it. Uh, you <laughs> rewatch it. She crossed her legs the behind around. his back. No. Yes. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. I swear to you, she did not. On the side. Yeah, they're on the side. She didn't cross her legs behind his back. I mean, is that really? This is even weird. This is semantics at this point. I mean, no, but it is. But this is what matters. No, and I, I just think because I watched it multiple times. She didn't wrap him. She didn't wrap him right. yeah. around. Okay, so thank you. It's still <laughs> weird that her crotch is pressing up against his belly button. They're wrapped in that. For me, yeah. like the way she jumped onto him is the way a girlfriend jumps onto a boyfriend. And I know I cannot tell you why this makes a difference for me. If he had picked her up and swung her around, like and bear hugged her. Like, he was overcome with emotion. Like, that feels different. But for mm-hmm. a mom to jump on her son that way, the way that a woman would jump onto her boyfriend feels icky. And it just, to me, reeks of emotional incest. I wasn't going that no. far with it. I mean, I did feel like it was, it was, it was a little over the top. It, it, it seemed awkward to me. I don't think that there was anything sexual going on between the two either. of them. I just yeah. feel like it was no. an awkward thing to watch. I feel like it was over the top, but I don't, I feel like it got overtly sexualized. No, uh, emotional incest isn't sexual. It's where, like, if you are, you're getting your emotional dependency from your child instead of your partner. Well, she probably well, is because she lost her husband. Right, but I'm sa- but that's not healthy for the kid, mm-hmm. and that's what happens then when these moms have sons who marry other women, and those other women become the, like, oh, you're stealing my son from me, like, uh, next level, not like, oh, I'm sad, I'm not going to see my son anymore, mm-hmm. but like enemy with the daughter-in-law. And it, it just feels like it's, I, I mean, you're right. I don't know their relationship. I don't know their parent-child relationship, but it just felt weird. It felt I, icky. I, I, I think what lends to the ick factor here is that she, at least from the back, looks like she could be 17 or 18 years old. Well, I mean, a lot of people said the only reason why people have an issue with it is because she's hot. No, no, there was but there was quite a few comments that that said that if if she didn't look the way she did, if she if she didn't have like a body like that, or she didn't look as young as she did, people wouldn't have um because if it was like if it was like if she looked older, had gray hair, like whatever different body type, people wouldn't have taken it the way they did. Maybe uh, for me, it's just as a son, it's just it's just the legs. That's the only thing that made it a little. Uncomfortable for yeah, me. If, like, they, yeah. the if she would have just left her just, legs straight yeah. and he picked yes. up, twirled around, yeah. would have been completely fine. <laughs> Something about kicking them legs up, man. <laughs> Ma, Ma, don't do that, Ma. Don't do that. To give her credit, they were not wrapped around they his were. legs. They were. They were just on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Get it? The Bird Show. 
right, so let's get an update on texting tutor from Friday. This was we thought this would be a slam dunk, and it was. <laughs> yeah, it, it pretty much was. So this woman um, needed some repairs done at her house, and turns out the handyman was pretty sexy. Might be good with his hands too. And so we actually got to have a nice little lighthearted texting tutor where we helped her get asked out by this guy. And um, we didn't have to do too much work because it seemed like he was pretty into it. We sent like a couple of texts back and forth where we were like, hey, you forgot something at my house. And he's like, what? And she's like, you Mm -hmm. forgot to ask me out. And he's like, "Uh uh-huh, you're right. So they ended up making some plans. And now we're going to find out if it's going to go a little bit farther than just initial physical attraction. All right, so here's how the date went. Hey, Bert Show, we did go out. It was, to be honest... Pretty incredible. <gasps> he picked me up. Okay. Like he had asked. Like a, like a son would pick up a mom. <laughs> exactly. After a football game. Yeah. Just like that. Pick them legs up. And took me to one of his favorite restaurants. It was pretty great. He has great taste in food and atmosphere, and he scores big bonus points for opening the car door, mm-hmm. even pulling out my chair as we sat down. What a Come gentleman. On. I honestly don't think anyone has ever done that for me. All was going great until oh. one major Red flag was raised. Put it down, no. Towards the end of the dinner, he very casually mentioned that he's still legally married. Oh, God. Oh, oh well. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be I don't know if that's a red flag. It's more of a stop sign. Here's, <laughs> here's a little bit of a speed bump, huh? He assured me that he's in the process of getting a divorce. He, he seemed do. genuine about it, so I do think he's telling the truth about the divorce. However, I don't know. If he yeah. isn't divorced... Then he's married. Back away. Back back away from the pain. Beep, beep, (laughs) beep, beep. I don't like the idea of seeing a married man. Is this different? Is it okay to see him? Or do I wait until the divorce is finalized before we dive deeper into a relationship? I really want your advice on this. If you don't know who this dude is and you don't know the real situation, go away. Go away until it's done. Yeah, 100%. I would stay away from this with a 50-foot pole. Maybe longer. I would, <laughs> I would definitely uh, run. It's it's um it's still early. You're not committed yet. Get out of there before it's too late. So now, what, does she hire the guy again though for repairs around the house, or now she got to find another repairman also? No, he did good work. Don't don't punish him just because he's married. That's not gonna be awkward though. It's so it's awkward. Gonna, I won't date you, but come fix my sink. And he's working. Maybe that'll help expedite the process yeah. if he's over there seeing her, and he's like, I could have this if only my divorce was finalized. He's gonna be giving up Fair. half of what he earns at her house. Anyway, soon. <laughs> <laughs> he needs the cat. Yeah, okay? run away from right. this, dude. All right, so I think this is the first time that our phone screener, our new phone screener, Amber, has joined us on The Bird Show. Hello. 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 Amber, video producer. Video producer? Mm-hmm. Well, technically, assistant yes. producer okay. to the producer or the producer of the assistant. I don't know. Assistant, assistant, assistant producer. Okay. Yes. Sincerely, I have no idea what anybody's label is. Right <laughs> yeah, none of us do, apparently. Zero. I still don't. I know what Cassie does. I don't know what her title is. <laughs> I know you got it wrong the other day. V. P. You're doing a great job, Adam. Thank you. <laughs> Whatever you do, you're doing a good job. <laughs> good job, Hi, Amber. Yes. So why are we here today? People are getting your, your parents all confused by you? And this is kind of funny because it's something that I've been dealing with uh, my entire life. So many people do not know this. I am adopted. Okay, so whenever people find this out, the very next question, and I believe Mo and Katie and Jackson calling all y'all out, all right? <laughs> when y'all found out, the very next question y'all had was, are your parents black? 
every single t- anyone who finds out my dog every single time. You know, it's, it's because of that Blindside movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, honestly, that, I find that to be a very invasive, odd question to ask somebody yeah. when they reveal that they're adopted. I don't understand why somebody. Why does that matter? I, well, I don't think that it matters. I think that um, because of the way that I carry myself, I speak quote unquote properly. I talk white. You know what I mean. And I also enjoy a lot of, this is going to sound weird, a lot of white activities. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested. Like what are white activities? Like hiking. Oh, I hate that. No. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not that way. Not, 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 not that white. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't even I like to stay more in the beige area. <laughs> <laughs> We're halfway. What, what, what are white activities that white you White activities. Well, one of the things that you guys know <laughs> is that I do, the, you know, I'm a paranormal investigator. Oh, that's right. You know, black folks. We don't really mess around with that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So I, I do that. I've, I've also seen every episode of Frasier, Friends, <laughs> oh. uh, How I Met Your Mother, all the white activities. Uh, is white, white. Yeah, whitey, white, white. You know, I use Mo, has, words. Have you ever had a friend ask you to come on over and watch some Frasier? <laughs> never in my life. No. I never even heard of Frasier until I got the to the invite, bird show. Mo, let me know. Come on through. I got, it's on Hulu. I got I, you. No, nah, take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> I also use um, the way I speak. I don't uh, use ebonics a lot. I tend to use words like facetious and garrulous and things like that. And uh, that's what talk white. You know what I mean? And I, I honestly feel like it's kind of almost like an insult for you just to say, oh, you speak white. You're saying that black people can't speak. Yeah. You know, ed, you know, the edu- it's really stupid. It how they, You know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My black card is always constantly... Mm-hmm. Uh, being threatened to be taken from me, and they've been taken many times. But I get, <laughs> they, they I just get back. I just like shoot a basket, you know. <laughs> play some basketball. Shoot a basket. Yeah. <laughs> he's, about, he's about to take it from you. They're gonna threaten to take it from you a lot more now that you're on a bird show. Trust me. Is that right? Well, absolutely. What does she have to look forward to now? They're, oh, well, anything you do, they're gonna threaten to take your car. They already yeah. threatened to take yeah. mine because I got to wear a diaper today. I've seen that. <laughs> I've seen that about four times yeah. in my team. Already. I honestly feel like that people only got all those diapers just so. I mean, they care about the babies. Don't get me wrong, but they really <laughs> want to see us in some diapers. Don't matter. Yeah. Don't matter. So yeah, I think Kristen asked an, an interesting question right off the bat. If oh, somebody never. tells me they're adopted, I don't like ask if they're if they got adopted by a white family, a black family, an Asian family. Never. It's so strange, but I gotta say, almost every time, especially if someone is black who asks me that, it's always someone who's black. Are your parents white? <laughs> every right. time. Huh. I, well, now that I know it's intrusive, I'll never do it again. So my apologies. <laughs> but, no, no, it's fine with me. I don't. I don't. You know, it's. You know. I was more so just huh. asking because I didn't want to assume. I mean, uh, once you said you were adopted, I'm like, oh, okay, well, what does your family look like? I didn't, I guess it was a, maybe I could have asked that in a different way, <laughs> but it wasn't because of the way you talk or I wasn't like assuming that you had one or the other. It was just a hmm. getting to know you and how you were raised in your upbringing. Huh. I do think that everybody asks huh. uh, that question probably for different reasons. The reason that I gave you is my assumption. Um, because mm-hmm. I know how I am, and I've again, I've had my black card removed many times. Well, you've explained that's how it makes you feel when somebody asks you that question. So that's a that's a valid, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's a valid take. Mm-hmm. 
Mo, next time you can just ask, uh, do your parents season your food? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we got cabinets it. and drawers full of seasoning, just full of it. No, but I love that. Like, and um, adoptive parents, God, they're, they they really are. They're, they're saints and they're wonderful people. How old were you when you were adopted? Oh, I was a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was a baby, baby. Mm-hmm. I, they're the only parents I've ever known. And to be honest with you, sometimes I feel like even more special because they literally chose me. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. literally, like, I want that one. You know, I don't know that that's how it worked, but <laughs> they literally chose me. Do you have any kind of desire at all to meet your birth parents? Um, my biological mother called me on my 16th birthday oh, wow. and we were going to keep in contact, but then I never heard from her again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did find one of my biological sisters on Facebook. And so we've been uh, communicating via FaceTime and and uh, and text messaging and things like that. Interesting. And she looks exactly like it's so weird to have another human on Earth <laughs> like wearing your face. I bet. <laughs> like, take my face off. Like what are you doing? You know, it's really cool. She's one year older than me, and I think there are two others besides me. So I'm the second oldest. Oh wow. Well, welcome to the Bird Show family. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. You guys are amazing. Get it, the Bird Show. She's going to be so happy when she sees the ring, but if she finds out that it's lab-grown, is she going to be all upset by it? That is part of our bonus content this week, stuff you won't hear on the big show, theburtshow.com slash bonus BS. All right, so this Burt Show listener has been on a break for two weeks with her man, and she wanted to communicate, but she wanted him to make the first move. So... What happened over the weekend? Did he finally reach out to her or did she finally make the first move? So what had happened was she was feeling overwhelmed. There was a lot of stuff going on in her life and she needed support. She wasn't really feeling supported from him. So she's like, you know what? Let's just take a break, take a breather. I can figure some stuff out and then, you know, we'll reconvene. um, You know, she said she wanted a break. But he knew that she was struggling and she needed support because she voiced that to him. But for two weeks, she heard nothing. Did she say to him, though, like, let's not communicate for a couple of weeks? Never said that. They're they're just on a break. Let's take a break. It wasn't like if that if those parameters had been set up, well, then she obviously Mm -hmm. can't complain about anything. They're just on a break. He hasn't reached out in two weeks. Um, But she wanted him to want to reach out. To check in, and you know, it didn't have to be anything major. Just a hey, thinking about you. Hope you're doing okay. She right? want, wanted a break. She got her break, and then was complaining about the way that he was breaking. Correct. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Exactly. That. Got um, it. and so, and it actually, this break ended up making her life worse, and she was even more overwhelmed than she was before. So she had a decision to make over the weekend: was she going to reach out to him? Maybe he reached out to her. We have to figure out. If anything's happened since. I think I even said on Friday, this one doesn't make a whole bunch of sense um, unless he really doesn't want to be back with her at all. And I've always felt like these breaks, as I said Friday, are the foreplay to a break. Um, Just that, look, if they didn't communicate that they weren't going to talk to each other for two weeks, then he should have at least reached out and said, hey, I know you need space right now. Just want to let you know I'm thinking about you. Mm-hmm. That would have been the decent thing to do if he really wanted to get back with her. Yeah. So the fact that he hasn't mentioned anything at all, I think speaks volumes, but I guess we'll find out because Mo has the email. As of yesterday, he still hadn't reached out. I thought about texting or calling, but I felt this conversation needed to be face-to-face. He's a football dude in multiple fantasy football leagues, so I knew he'd be home on Sunday watching games. I drove over to his house, and as expected, his car was there. 
but so was somebody else's. One I had never seen before. My heart started pounding out of my chest, and my legs felt like jello. The worst-case scenario started playing out in my head. As I got to the door, I thought about knocking, but something in my gut said, just walk in. I slowly opened the door and walked in and could hear the TV going. As I made my way towards the back of the house where we watched TV, I could see him sitting on the couch and a woman snuggled <gasps> up next to him. <laughs> They're on a break! They are. <laughs> They're on a break! I'm shocked she went in. I would have went home. Yes. Sometimes you get... I, I thought I would go home too, but I didn't. Anyway, go ahead. At that moment, I had a decision to make. I could turn around and walk out and never speak to him again, or I could confront him. Confrontation isn't my style, but it was that day. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I loudly said, who's winning? Oh, damn. Well played. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he is. <laughs> Both their heads whipped around, and he looked like he saw a ghost. Oh, damn. I looked at her and said, Hi. I'm Ash, Rice's girlfriend. Nice to meet you. She awkwardly shook my hand, then looked at him. He then said all I needed to hear. No, she's my ex-girlfriend. I replied, good to know, and proceeded to walk out the door. He's been blowing up my phone since, but I haven't bothered to answer any of his calls. I don't care if we were on a break. We were together two years. It shouldn't take less than two weeks to hop into bed with another woman. We were supposed to be working on us. Since us is over, I've chosen, I've chosen to focus on work and me. For any other couples out there contemplating taking a break, make sure you communicate exactly what that means mm -hmm. for both of you. Amen. I still think a break can be beneficial if parameters are set. And the other person isn't a cheating a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, it counts as cheating. But they were uh, on a break. I don't know that it... it may, uh, I think it does. Come on. It totally does. It's, that's cheating, dude. I a don't break think it's cheating either. You don't think it's cheating? No, I don't know. They didn't break up. They were just taking a breather. Here we go again. Now I know. This, is, this is the again. debate that never now ends. Now we're back to the friends thing. At okay. The, I the, guess the parameters are important. Yes. You're right. But at the end of the day, I think if you're like, we're on a break as a breather, and then that quickly you jump into bed with somebody else, mm -hmm. you're not committed to the relationship. Right. Whether no. or not you label it as cheating, 100%. you don't want it. That's fair. 100%. But is it cheating? Yes. Mm. I don't, I don't know, man. That's the break. That's what the break is for. It, it needs to be said. Uh, I, she says right here, like, if anybody's going to go on a break, be sure you got the rules mm -hmm. of a break because there's some gray area here. So if, well, no if it's not cheating, what set, is it? Because it ain't right. No, it's definitely not right. <laughs> and, I, and I completely agree with what Cass said as far as then if you go out there and mm -hmm. be with somebody else, then obviously you're not focused on fixing the relationship. But I just don't know that it's cheating if you say I need a, if someone says I need a break, I need some time away, do whatever you got to do. I'm going to do whatever I got to do. I don't think that's cheating. Here's why I'm putting this on him, okay? And I'm only using me as the example because when it came to breaking up with people, I was a complete coward, right? So he took advantage of this break. He wanted out of the relationship, but didn't have the balls to say this relationship is over. Mm -hmm. So he took the easy way out when she said, let's go on a break. And he's like, "Woo, okay, I get two weeks away from her before we got to talk about this again. So he ends up hooking up. I don't know if he had the intention of getting back with her or not, but if you're hooking up after two years and you're only like 
two days into this break, you weren't you weren't coming back. No. So he was a coward for not breaking up with her in the first place when she suggested it. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Right, so he's not a cheater. He's just a coward. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> there you go. The Burt Show. All right. With that. Yes. I asked Kristen and Cassie, because this was a bit of a confusing situation on Friday where she says, let's go on a break. He goes on a complete break where he doesn't reach out to her at all. And she's upset that she she doesn't like the way he's handling the breakup. Because she wanted a break. That's what she wanted. But she wanted him to check in and at least see how she's doing. So I asked Kristen and Cassie to do the impossible. Can you put together a couple of scenarios that always get guys and women screwed up where we think we are doing what you want, you know, basically because that's what you asked Mm -hmm. and we're messing it up anyway. So what are you saying and what do you mean? And Abby, to establish, because you weren't here on Friday, um, my sentiment is because women have com- have been conditioned for centuries uh, to not be a burden and, you know, we we downplay what we need because we don't want to be, like I said, we, we don't want to be a burden to anybody. We never really truly ask for what we want or what we need. Mm. So we kind of, we downplay things and we, we dismiss our needs. So we're getting better, but so men can understand, we don't do this to drive you crazy and to play a game. I really do think like subconsciously, we've just been conditioned for so long not to ask for what we really want because we'll be, we will be perceived as, you know, a bitch or... High maintenance. Yes, exactly. So we're trying to change that. But in the meantime... Here's a glossary to help. (laughs) All right. So we already got the one. When you're on a break, that doesn't mean don't communicate with me. I need you to at least just check in and say, hey, thinking about you, hope you're like, hope you're doing okay. All right. So a break doesn't mean a complete break break of no communication. Correct. Mm -hmm. But don't be mad if she doesn't respond. (laughs) No, but seriously, it's just the fact that you texted meant that you thought about me and maybe I do want a communication break, but it still shows me that you're in this to win it. All right. So if he communicates... He shouldn't expect a communication back, even though that's what you're telling us that she should expect. I I think there should be a response. Yeah, I don't completely mm. agree with ignoring him. If no. he's going to put his pride on the line and say, hey, just thinking about you, he yeah. should at least get something back. Like, like, thank you for checking in. I guess I'm safeguarding because there are some women out there who will be like, if I ask for a break, I want a break. I don't want to hear from you. So mm-hmm. I, I'm tr- I'm just trying to serve everybody, which doesn't work. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Volley, okay, your turn. Okay, if she says, don't worry about it, I'll do it. You better do it and you better do it fast because what that means is she is tired of helping you figure out how to do whatever task she has asked you to do. And just so you know, studies show that the more a woman does around the house, the more they see you as a dependent and their sexual attraction dwindles. <gasps> oh, and that is a that's a that's science. But yes, it's it's the it's not it's the phrase. Don't worry about after she has already asked you. Don't worry about it. I'll do it. Or even if it's lighthearted, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Mm, 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 you better do it. Do we get to comment on, sure. on some of this glossary? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's the point. What's the point of doing a glossary if you're not going to abide by well, it? Well, because I'm saying if this is, is if this is really what you want, then women are sending conflicting messages because we know this. I have heard, "Don't worry about it. I'll get it." Right? And then I get it. 
Then she's mad that I got it when she said that she was going to get it. I was taking away something that she was going to do to add to the house. But did she ask you to do it first? No. That's the key. That's the difference. She has to ask you. So if I say, hey, babe, can you do X, Y, and Z? And then he's like, okay, well, where is this? And where is this? And I'm like, you know what? Don't worry about it. I got it. No, you should know where X, Y, and Z is. You should know how mm-hmm. to do this. I asked you, but now you're putting all the load back on me okay. to help you figure out how to do it. So if she says she's going to do something, but it hasn't been done, and I just go ahead and do it, then she's open to like being mad at me for doing what she said she was going to do? Correct. I, yeah, I feel like that's partner dependent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> next we have, does this dress look good on me? Ooh. I'm fishing for a compliment. Tell me it looks great. Hell yeah. If I'm asking if does something look good, it's because I, I need, we're about to go, I need a little boost in self-esteem. Same thing goes with if I'm complaining about my body, do not give me advice on what I, like, well, you know, we can work on X, Y, and Z, and if you want to lose weight, blah, blah, blah. Mm, 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 mm. I am, <laughs> I need a boost to my self-esteem. I just need you to tell me how beautiful and perfect I am. All right, so does the dress look good? Yes, yes. you look amazing, baby. Yes. And when you're complaining about a part of your body. Yes. Do we say anything or do we say you're, you you look beautiful to me? I, but she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. All right, or so the... The not good answer is, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that would be horrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you do got a muffin top. Yeah, you, you never, you never <laughs> confirm. You don't say that. No, okay. uh, you never concur nor confirm. <laughs> do you think my friend is hot? Do you think so and so is hot? Your first word out of your mouth is who? Even if it's her best friend, who are you talking about? You play like you don't know who she's talking Even about. Even if it's like her best friend? Because you're not looking at her best friend as hot, so why would you immediately think of her best friend when she's talking about her coworker named Rebecca? Like, that's the thing. So, who? And then if she presses, you can be like, I guess objectively she doesn't suck, but honestly, I never really thought about it. Mm. Yeah. So that way you have not mm-hmm. called her friend ugly because okay. you say objectively ah. she does objectively you are removing yourself mm-hmm. she doesn't suck but you have never thought about it <laughs> okay can I call my lawyer <laughs> <laughs> um, also on that vein when it comes to friends if I'm telling you a story all right like I'm sharing actually I'm not telling you a story I'm complaining I'm whining about something right okay. let's, let's let's if I'm let's just keep it hundred so I'm complaining about an issue with a friend and this is specific to that it's an issue with a girlfriend don't try to fix it and don't you dare see it from her point of view I am not coming to you for you to take sides or anything. I just need you to listen. I need to vent. Mm-hmm. And this is specific because sometimes there's other problems that arise in life. But it's, if it's specific to like something like this, man, you just sit there and you be like, ah, oh, girl, that's, yeah, mm, I'm sorry. That sucks. Yeah. Question, question, question. Does this apply to family also? Yes. Okay. No, oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> it, more so than ever. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. If she says, let's go get ice cream or frozen yogurt or drive through food, whatever, you have to get something as well. Yes. There is no, sure, babe, I'll take you. She doesn't want it then. She doesn't want to eat alone. If you're not getting ice cream, she's not getting ice cream. So just even if you don't want it, pretend, heck yeah, let's go. Let's go do it. And And then when you get there, you have to buy something? Yes. Yes. And also, like we said said last week, if she says she doesn't want anything, get her something anyway. Yes. Like get her a side of fries, get her like you, you, if you've been together long enough, you know what they like. Mm -hmm. Be like, Hey, I got this just in case. If you don't want it, I'll I'll take it. Got it. If you want to go pro level, 
Mm-hmm. Whenever you hear your girl order something, just take a little secret note in yep. your notes app on your phone, mm-hmm. and then you'll always know her exact order. Ooh. I saw the. If most- she ever sees your notes app, though, is she like, oh, you got to write that down? No, no. I would think okay. it was the most adorable, yeah. sweet thing ever. Okay. And then I saw that there's, there's one guy. It was so funny. He was running to a fast food joint. I don't remember which one. She's like, aren't you going to get my order? And he's like, what are you talking about? She's like, don't you need to get my order? And he sat there and rattled off everything she got, all the condiments and sides, and it was so hot. <laughs> now, there is. Just to make things confusing, I would say there is one exception to this rule. And Kristen, you can confirm or deny. If your girl is on a specific Mm. diet, do not bring home anything that is not on that diet because that is unfair and she will cry. And that by she, I mean me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we need to know exactly what diet you're on and not bring in your order. If your girl's very obviously on keto, like don't go get her a donut when you're going to the donut (laughs) shop because then it just feels like a temptation and she's conflicted because she wants it. But then again, she's trying to do keto and this is your fault for sabotaging her. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like Bart came home with one bottle of wine instead of two yesterday and that did not go over very well. How many bottles do you need? Well, the problem was I was drinking with my neighbors and there was four of us out front, so we went through that bottle like that. That's, Bart, that's one, one glass each. I know, exactly. Bart, Jeez. Bart, Bart. Because oh, I'm trying, I'm not drinking during the week, and he's like, I didn't want the temptation, and I'm like, yeah, but we have neighbors. See how his intent, his intent was so good, though. It was. Yeah, it was, uh-huh. but it didn't land. Um, if, she, if she doesn't like flowers, buy her flowers. Now, if she, or not that she doesn't like flowers. If she's like, no flowers, don't buy me flowers, they die, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying get flowers for a special occasion. I'm saying out of the blue, for no special occasion whatsoever, you come home with flowers God. just because. A lot of that is guilt around the cost of flowers. Yeah. So that's why they'll say, like, don't do that for Valentine's Day. Yeah, and the don't celebrate Valentine's Day, that's a load of BS. Mm-hmm. Get her a card. Like, at minimum, get her a card and, like, put a gift card for a massage in there or something mm-hmm. like that. Something just for her. Okay. And speaking of special days, never ask this question. Babe, what do you want for your birthday? You should know. Mm. We've been dating. Mm-hmm. You should have. I have mentioned products throughout my life that I have liked. I have made commentary. You know me. And if you don't, if we just started dating, I'm pretty sure you can find one of my friends on Instagram or Facebook and shop with them for ideas. Do we get pinged for buying you something that you don't like that you're going to I was going to say you're going to have to return, but now I'm sort of guiding my way through this emotional landmine. Yeah, no, I should never have. You, you return it. We return it. Yeah. and Because returns are such a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. Do we get more credit for getting you the wrong thing or for asking you what you want? I would, I would prefer you try and yeah. get me the wrong thing. Okay. Because when you ask me what I want, <laughs> then it takes, then I feel like an obligation. I'm costing you money. So now in my head, I'm like, what do I think his budget is? I don't want to make him spend too much. I'm not worth this. I don't know. No, I don't want to say I'm going to, you know, go get me this. Because what if someone's getting me this? Or what if I'm going to buy it for myself later on? It, it just is like such a quagmire of annoying thoughts that... Just figure it out. The mental labor is yours for my birthday. Hold on. Lisa here is not walking in solidarity with you. She thinks oh, you know. guys are ridiculous. We said You're ridiculous. We gave that disclaimer. You're ridiculous. And I own it. Good morning, Lisa. You're on the Bird Show. Hi. Good morning, Bird Show. But, like, this list is exhausted. Yeah. It is. If I was a guy, I'd just be like, no, I got no time for you guys. <laughs> just have a bloody conversation. That would be nice, but... Mm-hmm. 
Well, Unfortunately, that's not going to happen. I've tried the conversations that don't really work. So here we are. You know what is making more sense to me than anything else? Those weird shows where dudes fall in love, like with their exhaust pipe on their car. He's trying to get it out. Sort of makes sense to me now. <laughs> Just make sure the car is turned off. <laughs> the Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. A drug lord just dropped his first single from prison. So an account called Roca News dropped this video where it was talking about this drug lord named Fido from Ecuador. And he is a convicted murderer who also has um, has also been a part of gangs that bring cocaine to the United States. And so he's been serving time in prison and as a way to, you know, try and show that he's more than just a drug lord, he's actually a really good guy. He dropped his first music video. One of Ecuador's most powerful drug lords just dropped a music video from prison. The purpose of the song is to praise the character of the drug lord whose name is Fido. He's a convicted murderer who moves drugs for the Sinaloa cartel and runs one of the most powerful gangs in Ecuador. This, by the way, is Fido's daughter who goes by the name Queen Michelle. Ecuador's government is trying to crack down on crime as its murder rate is up 500% in the last six years. Given that, it's not clear if Fido's new bop or tears will work. If he, if you're like on the, if he's on the voice, I mean, you got to turn around or shoot you in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I don't speak Spanish, but the translation is basically, uh, he's a he's a man of good character. He loves his people. Like we know we've done some bad things, but like give him a chance. And so I'm sure you're wondering why he would want to drop mm. a song from prison, but um, people are speculating that this video is more. More to show the fact that gangs have control over these prisons and that, mm-hmm. like, look, we can still get inside. You know, we, we've got a lot more power than you think that we do. So I don't think they're really expecting to bust him out, but it was definitely to show some level of power and control. I don't know how things work in Ecuador, but I'm wondering if you're in the United States and you're in jail and you have it's legal and you have access to like a phone or something like that. Can you start like a business on your phone and make money while you're in prison? Well, you couldn't, like, file for an LLC or anything, but you could accept Venmo requests, I guess. You can run for president. That's true. We know that. You go on Instagram Live. There have been records that come out that have been recorded in prison. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're making money off of it, though. Yeah, and and by the inmate? Yeah, there's definitely been records that inmates have made that have come out and been released, and some have done well. And a prisoner can start an LLC. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. You can start a, yep, there's nothing that prohibits it. And you can take money, and you can profit while in jail. I believe so. I mean, you technically get paid to do jobs while in jail, so you're already, quote, unquote, I mean, it's pennies, but you're making money. And what's the disadvantage of going? I mean, you well, can't vote. You, you, you got good acoustics in jail. Uh, you're getting food. No rent. No rent. I think if you went why for it, I think if you went for a day, you would understand why you don't want to be there. It's not. I can handle jail, not just not a penitentiary. <laughs> <laughs> and depending on the crime, there tends to be lots of fines attributed to certain crimes. So you probably wouldn't want to start an LLC in your name. You'd want to start it in somebody else's name. Otherwise, the government is going to be your your money's going to be up for grabs. <laughs> Hold on one second here. Jordan's got something to add. Hey, Jordan. Good morning. You're on the Burt Show. 
Hey, how are you? I'm I'm Dominican, and we had a drug lord in Dominican Republic that he would uh, he was in prison, and on the weekend he would go out of prison, go party, go run his business, and on Monday morning he will be back in prison. And he did that for his whole sentence until he got killed. So yeah, yeah he shouldn't shouldn't have left jail, I guess. Um, so it was. Did he get out on weekends because that was part of his deal? No, no, no. He would just leave because he could. Okay. He would just walk out the front door, get in his cars, and, you know, he'll have somebody pick him up. He'll go do his stuff, and then Monday he will come back. Yeah. They say it's like that in Colombian prisons, too. Is that right? Yeah, they go visit their friends. They have parties. <laughs> they bring women in, all kind of stuff. Well, some prisoners have weekend release. Mm-hmm. This one doesn't sound like that. I don't think it does. (laughs) (laughs) For murder, probably not, no. Mm -mm. Okay, how long have Taylor Swift and Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey been hanging out? Well, I put my lip-reading skills to the test, Mm. and I think I've cracked (laughs) the code. And then I'll tell you what her official PR person said. So Travis invited Taylor to hang out at the Chiefs game this weekend. And, of course, everybody had their cameras pointed at Taylor because she, like, spotted up. It was sort of like, where's Waldo? She was in in this massive crowd. And so there's a video going around where she's talking to someone Somebody who was also in the suite and this guy asked her two questions and from the looks of the video it looks like he asked her oh like do you interested in dating this guy and my running theory is that she says it looks it looks like she's saying he's cute but I don't know him and then he asked her another question and then she goes Mm-mm, I'm not doing this like not going to do some kind of interview okay and so more pics have come out she's been spotted in his convertible and now her official PR person has come out and said that um, they're not dating she's just having fun with her girlfriends mm-hmm. and she, she she's just focusing on work Lies. I don't think they're dating I think they are both very savvy um, especially Taylor and she knows how to keep herself in in the news mm-hmm um, and this is a way to do it that's in a, like a positive, like a positive manner. So as far as them dating, I think there's a potential for a romance. I hope so. He was wearing, so he had this matching set on and it was, you know, blue and white. So immediately people thought 1989 because 1989 is getting re-released. Well, if you Google what the name of the outfit is, it says 1989 painted room outfit. So <laughs> we love a supportive boyfriend. All right. So <laughs> I got a couple of theories here. One, he is very savvy. I will make this prediction right now. His Numbers 87, I think, right? Yeah. Wait till you see the jump in sales oh, for of jerseys? that jersey for Kansas City, right? Thanks. Number 87. And the second thing is, if they really aren't seeing each other, would she be hanging out with his mom in the suite? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Mama Kelsey is like a thing. Like, she was a, a huge star during the Super Bowl when both Jason and Travis were in it. So it makes a lot of sense that she would sit next to her. I mean, yeah, she, she, he invited her to the game, got her tickets for his family suite. Family happens to be there, but that's where family and friends go to hang out. So I think it makes total sense. His stock goes way up. I mean, it was up before. I mean, he's a great-looking guy. He's a tight end in the NFL. He's one of the best. Uh, he was already up there, but this only <laughs> helps his stock. He literally just became the most famous active football player. Yeah. Because now yeah. the entire Swift fandom, like I can't name, we know I can't name any football <laughs> players. I know who he is. Mm-hmm. Go, go Chiefs! Yeah! <laughs> For more stories, head to thebirdshow.com. Cookie Buzz. The Burt Show. I have heard it said that when you're trying to make a change, if you tell people around you the change that you're trying to make, it's much more effective because they not purposely, but you kind of subconsciously feel like you're accountable because they are already invested in the change you're trying to make. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Cassie's at that point right now. Kind of. I, so this is actually very difficult for me to talk about. And I'll be honest, out the gate, I'm a big fat old hypocrite because I have given advice about a similar situation out on the air. And I know what my advice would be. 
as a objective third party, but I cannot make myself take my own advice. Oh, this will be fun. All right, so... We're not guessing. What's that? I said we're not going to guess. No, of course okay. not. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this will be fun. The rest of us aren't here, okay? Okay. You're the caller. You're going to take the call, mm-hmm. and then you are going to give you advice. That's more... But I know, like, it would be... A, it would Let, be... Let's, go. Tr- let's try it. So, here's the thing. Well, first you got to say hi. Good morning, Cassie. Hey, good morning, Cassie. Cassie You're on the Cassie show. What's your question? Hey, Cassie, I've got a huge high school reunion coming up, and I'm afraid of going because I don't look like I did in high school anymore, Mm. and I'm worried about that. And then I would be like, girl, live your life. Don't stop. Don't stand in the way. Be you. Do it. Okay, thanks, Cassie. (laughs) Boring, (laughs) right? But sitting here, like... First of all, I'm upset for Jackson putting a caller on with that voice. (laughs) She was on the voice disguiser. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the thing. So I have a huge high school reunion coming up, and it's a big one, and it's one I've been kind of looking forward to. I haven't really been back to my hometown in years. My parents moved away, and I mean... It's a hometown in a way, like I only went there for four years during high school, but it's probably where I had like the most formative years of my childhood because we moved around a lot. And I haven't gone back for really any other activities or any other reunions. And so I'm going to go back for this one. And genuinely, when I had first thought about this reunion coming up, this big one, I was like, oh, that's like three years away. I have plenty of time to like kind of get in shape and lose weight. And I kept saying that. I'll be like, oh, I have a year. Oh, I have six months. And now it's like right around literally two weeks away. And I'm like, okay, well, I am what I am. I've done a lot of body acceptance, but this is a very small town. It's a small town that focuses a lot, super kind, very generous people. But it focuses, of course, it's like the homecoming king and queen and football stars and cheerleaders. And it's looks, it's looks. I used to go to tanning beds like three times a week. You would get your nails done every week. It was just that is what you focused on. And so I moved away from that and I found different environments and not to say anything bad about that. That's just not an environment that was um, great for me mentally in terms of physical appearance, especially of having dealt with my weight and being bigger than everyone, which looking back at photos now, I'm like, I wish somebody would have been like, you're an idiot. You are not fat, like in the slightest, but that was the culture back then as well. And I don't blame anyone. It's on me, but it's also, I think on society as a whole, like we were doing the special K diet in high school. I almost flunked a um, math exam, like a final, because I was so sick from doing slim fast shakes that I could barely walk. Like I was so backed up thousands of dollars for to be told to like eat a can of tuna for lunch like I was on an 11 carb a day diet 11 carbs yes exactly so it was a really and a lot of it was on myself but I felt like I was so fat and I was heavier than a lot of my counterparts so nobody ever like hated on me for that right I want to be clear this is not on anybody who went there so it's in my head that I was always the fat girl at the school even though looking back was not but now I am fat and I can say that word and that's okay like it's something I have I thought I had come to terms with especially having two kids I gained a a massive amount of weight honestly and it's been very hard to shake and I started doing hormone therapy and trying to get my health in line um, without doing crash dieting or going down that route again I used to be a point where you could just name a food and I would tell you the calorie content of it and the serving size and so now I'm in a place where I want to go back but I feel like it's going to be like the scarlet letter on my chest. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. when everyone's gonna be like, oh, did you see so-and-so? Because that's what people talk about. And it's just, it's not this town. It's not these people. 
that's just life. That is just everyone everywhere. So I'm afraid I'm going to go back. And instead of being like feeling happy to see people in my head, I know I'm going to be thinking about how the conversations later, if anyone were to talk about me, it's going to be like, did you see how much weight she gained? Mm. And that's just not, I'm not sure. Like I won't be present for those conversations. The people there aren't malicious. It's just goss, but I just don't know if I can like stomach <laughs> stomach, <laughs> like knowing that might be, or that's what some people are going to think as well. So I'm not going to give you the PC answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be real with you. Uh, you're probably right. I mean, but you can't control that. You can't control the pettiness of the people around you and all that. You're one of the strongest women I've ever met. Thank right? you. And that's why I feel so pathetic. Like even it's bringing pathetic. Don't, uh-huh. don't, talk, don't you talk to my, about my friend like <laughs> yeah, that. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Um, what was your inner person's name that we, that you Oh, was, yeah. Was Veronica? Yeah, I think it was Veronica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up, Veronica. Mm-hmm. Um, people might talk. Um, but you can't control any of that. So the real work to do here is you accepting that. It's just, I think it's to the point where, like, I think everyone's dream well, not everyone's dream, but like if you go back to a high school reunion, you want to kind of go back. And I wasn't an unpopular kid, but I definitely wasn't part of the popular crowd. Like I had great friends and I still talk to them. Lanny is one of my besties. She listens. We text all the time, but I wasn't part of the popular crowd, but no one made fun of me or anything. So I think that when you're like not part of the popular crowd, you're like, oh, I'm going to go back and be like, look, I like succeeded in life. I did well. And I feel like I have, mm-hmm. but I feel like all of that is overshadowed by how I look. And that's frustrating. And so it, it's, I'm sort of like full circle again, where I feel like no matter what I do in my life, and this is not just this reunion, it's anything, it's always overshadowed by my weight. And that is, that's frustrating. And I don't know how to get around it emotionally. you've done so much work. I have. To and, overcome that. And it's so easy to sit here and say, mm. don't hold yourself back because mm. of your weight. That doesn't define who you are. And I believe that. But at the same time, walking back into that situation with people who last time they saw me was a 17-year-old tennis player mm-hmm. who played tennis like every day and now I'm like a 30-something suburban mom of two with the body to prove it. Guess who else is? A lot of the people you went to high school right. with. And if yes. it makes you feel any better, I've never gone to one of my reunions. That does make me feel better. Yeah. They Maybe didn't want to hang out with me. They didn't want to hang out with Yeah, see? Nope. Did you have you gone to yours? Oh, yeah. I went to all of them. I loved oh. them. That's <laughs> 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 a Bird Show. Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.